Hey everyone, welcome back to Sin Student Ministries Anchored Podcast. Today we jump into 2 Corinthians. We begin in chapter 1, which reads, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy our brother, to the church of God that is at Corinth, with all the saints who are in the whole of Achaia, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our afflictions, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we're afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. Our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. You also must help us by prayer, so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessings granted us through the prayers of many. For our boast is this, the testimony of our conscience, that we have behaved in the world with simplicity and godly sincerity, not by earthly wisdom, but by the grace of God, and supremely so toward you. For we are not writing to you anything other than what you read and understand, and I hope you will fully understand, just as you did partially understand us, that on the day of our Lord Jesus you will boast of us as we will boast of you. Because I was sure of this, I wanted to come to you first so that you might have a second experience of grace. I wanted to visit you on my way to Macedonia, and to come back to you from Macedonia and have you send me on my way to Judea. Was I vacillating when I wanted to do this? Do I make my plans according to the flesh, ready to say yes, yes, and no, no at the same time? As sure as God is faithful, our word to you has not been yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, whom we proclaimed among you, Silvanus and Timothy and I, was not yes and no, but in him it is always yes. For all the promises of God find their yes in him. That is why it is through him that we utter our amen to God for his glory. And it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us, and who has also put his seal on us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. But I call God to witness against me. It was to spare you that I refrained from coming again to Corinth. Not that we lorded over your faith, but we work with you for your joy, for you stand firm in your faith. So welcome back to our podcast. We've had this time of Advent off and we're really just jumping back here at the new year. And we've challenged many of our students to join us in this podcast if they don't have something else that they're doing for a Bible reading or a Bible studying plan. And so we hope that this helps you to study God's word as you walk through this. And I'm excited here about 2 Corinthians, specifically with many of the themes that it teaches us and many of the topics that it's going to cover to be a great place for us to start as we start this new year. And so with us today, we have Chad. And Chad is the Director of Discipleship here at Ascend Church. He's also one of our elders and a parent of an ASM student. And so I know he has a lot that he can add to our study as we walk through 2 Corinthians with him. And so, Chad, one of the things that I see as I read through chapter 1 is there's one word that it just keeps coming back to that's not a word that we see all the time, and that's the word comfort. And so as we think about that concept of comfort, what do we see here in 2 Corinthians chapter 1? Well, I think when you look at comfort, like, I mean, it does show up in this chapter, but I really think this is like the setup, the foundation 
for all of what 2 Corinthians is about. And so he's really going to unpack just different ways we can find comfort or confidence in what the Lord is doing. And going back is that you all have a different definition of comfort. We all have definitions, how we define comfort. And the important thing to remember is that we have to allow God to define what comfort actually is. And so as we go through this study and even as we continue to dialogue over 2 Corinthians is we have to make sure we're fashioning our definition of comfort to what God's comfort is. But here's what I would encourage you with is that as you look in the verse, verse 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort is that it's important on the foundations because we see a couple of terms here that really help us understand the presence of God with us who are children of his when we truly believe in Christ. And so when he says the Father of mercies, it's, an again, a intimacy, a knowledge that he knows us more perfectly than any other father. And so when you look at that and that intimacy, he provides the necessary mercies for your life. But then he's also the God of all comfort and the fact that he has everything at his expanse. There's nothing that limits him as God except himself. And so when we look at God of all comfort is that it reminds us of the expansiveness of God and he can provide the necessary comfort. It's nothing that he can't actually help in our life and actually bring us that comfort, bring us that joy, bring us that contentment in this life in any circumstance. And so hopefully that's what we are encouraged through Second Corinthians, because I really think this whole book is driving home this truth uh, throughout the text. I like how you've really focused us in here on just defining that term. And I think that's something that's always important for us to do when we're studying God's word, because we might have a preconceived notion of what comfort means. And we think comfort like, oh, it's a warm blanket that's snuggling around me and it's making me feel all warm and fuzzy and all these different things. And, you know, that's not really what he's saying. And as you pointed us to, it's really almost more of like confidence and trust in these other types of words that we would use to define relationships rather than this concept of how I feel. It's the safety, it's the confidence that comes with God. And that's really big because as I look at this and I think about just how we would apply this to our life, we might be tempted to just go ahead and say to somebody who's suffering right now, hey, just go read 2 Corinthians 1. It just says how great God's comfort is. And it really focuses back on that. And so why would that maybe not be the best thing to do in that moment that somebody is suffering or experiencing, you know, extreme turmoil? What is it that they have to understand before really they can grasp and put themselves under a place where they can experience this comfort? When we're talking about people in affliction, one thing that I have the privilege of doing is soul care within our ministry. And so I come alongside a lot of people who are in turmoil who are in struggle and there is a sympathy and oftentimes what's hard for me is to actually i can't walk in their shoes and so what do i do i i think when we look at this is it's not just to read scripture like you've probably have heard over the years like one apple a day keeps the doctor away we, we we don't want to give it like that like hey yeah just need to read your bible more no what we want to do is help people actually understand the presence of god in their life and just what God has called them to. And I think what oftentimes is missed in verse four, it says, who comforts us in all our afflictions. And it's not to like, we were looking at that word comfort and it's parakaleo. It's actually used with the Holy Spirit. It's a label that often means coming alongside. 
And I, I think what we have to be reminded of is that when we're helping people or when we ourselves in there is that he's with us. He is coming alongside us. And oftentimes we miss that. And so one, we, what we want to do is when we're helping people is one, have them help them understand that God is present within their situation. God is one who weeps with us. He is one who grieves with us. But then it's also to be reminded, like, there's all kinds of sources of comfort that he presses into our life, whether that's the church body, whether that's friends, uh, truths of his scripture. I mean, there's so many ways God's comfort shows up. And so what we often have to do is then, hey, let's actually walk alongside you with the truth and help you see, get a greater understanding who God is, help us understand how we can come and help you and hold you up, and then to find other people or other wise uh, counselors, or maybe there's resources out there that this person needs in their life so that we can, what it says later in verse 4, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. And so that's a reminder. And that, Lee, I know from your experience, like what, you, I mean, what you have seen just in different avenues, how God is demonstrates comfort in maybe unexpected ways. So what have you seen over time? Yeah, definitely. I've seen that this communal aspect that you're talking about is huge. You look down at verses six and seven, and it really is focusing on that as well, where it says, if we're afflicted, it's for you. And if we are comforted, it's for you. Verse seven, our hope is for you is unshaken, for we know that you share in our sufferings and you will share in our comfort. And so we have even this concept of like Galatians 6, where we've got this people who are doing well and running the race well, who are able to help those who are struggling at that point. And so the communal aspect of that is huge because a lot of these times you're going to struggle with something later down in your life that you're not really struggling with now. And so as you prepare for that season, you build up the truth that you're living in. You surround yourself with that so that hopefully when you experience that, those people who are a part of that community can help uphold you in that truth, can help comfort you, can help walk with you, can help restore, rebuke, reprove, whatever is necessary in that time. But ultimately, they can be a part of that aspect. Because I think that a lot of times, especially dealing with students, when they experience some sort of suffering or some sort of other thing in their life, they feel like they're being punished by God and they try to withdraw from all that. And they say like, man, my sin is so bad. If everybody knew how bad this was, nobody would respect me anymore. And so they they move away from that. And uh, Proverbs talks about the fool isolates himself. And so they pull themselves out of that rather than being where the comfort is. You know, the aspect of the community bringing you back. We read about that in scriptures all the time, of them being a part of that sanctification and refining process, of them doing that graciously and doing that lovingly and being the words in the hands of God for that. And so I think that that's huge. And I really love how you've hit on that here too, because it's not what we want to do as people. We don't want other people to know how messed up our life is. We don't want them to know how much we struggle with things because we feel like they're going to judge us and they're just going to cast us off. But part of being a Christian is understanding, number one, hey, I'm a sinner just like everybody else. And so I have these tools, these people, these godly great resources that he has blessed me with in the church to walk with me to allow me to be successful in what God is allowing me to do each day. And so I think that that's huge. And I think that's a big reason why we are able to be a part of that comfort. And I know I have 
personally experienced comfort from other people walking with me through difficulties. And sometimes it doesn't always start off great, um, but eventually is they're able to help me put my mind back where it needs to be and help me to understand that, you know, God has a purpose for this. And rather than saying, why me, why me? To be able to say, God, what are you trying to do through this? And so helping me to change that perspective to what God's plan is. Uh, is just huge. And so hopefully you guys understand just what we're trying to do, even with this podcast, is to create that community of believers who are studying God's word together. And so as you walk through 2 Corinthians chapter 1, as you reflect on this, hopefully you can talk with other people who are listening to this podcast, who are reading the scriptures together so that you can encourage one another in this. And that as you have questions or experience hardships or other things, that you know the people that you can go to who can help draw you back to what is true who can help draw you back into an opportunity to see how God is trying to work in your midst. As you walk through that today, as you come up with questions, we pray that you are collectively studying those together with God's people and that you're encouraging one another and building one another up. Know today you are loved. You're-